for listening to DIY Money. Heard weekly around the world. You can follow DIY Money on Facebook. Join the DIY tribe on Instagram at DIY.money and search DIY Money on YouTube. DIY. Now, enjoy this episode. Be very, very quiet. We're going behind the scenes. Come on. One, two, three. Should she have to see my mouth when I do that? Because I feel like I'm starting to hide. Well, we have a clapper because the clapper is the audio Oh, that's part. the sound. So why do I have to do one, two, three? Why can't I just clap it? So that I'm they so can confused. find it in the audio. Ay, ay, ay. Because it looks cool, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks cool. You're, you wanted to be official. You're I now official. Do, I do. Yes, I'm very happy about that. All right, let's get to it. Uh, oh, I got to do the intro. Now let's just go with it again. I like that every once in a while. We're not going to do the intro. How you doing, Daniel? I feel awkward now. You just don't have you don't have your setup. Do you, do you just want to say it? DIY money. There you go. Do you feel better now? I feel better. I want to roll now. Good. Well, let's get at it. Uh, we got a good question from Max coming in. Max, a little side hustle entrepreneur. I love it. Max, what do you got? Three, two, one. Let's go. Hey, guys. My name is Max. I'm from Washington State. My question is about tax implications of side hustles or independent contractor work. During the pandemic, a lot of people, myself included, have done Instacart or DoorDash and other side gigs to help supplement income. How is this income taxed? Can I expense all my miles driven at the 58 cent government tax rate? If I can expense more than the tax on my side income, does it help with the tax implications on my regular income? Thank you for your help and I love the podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was awkward. Well, I was debating if I wanted to start or kick it over to you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So generally speaking, broad strokes across the tax code is if you have, uh, if you're self-employed, which is you're doing contract work and you're getting income, therefore you're getting a, what's called a 1099 from these companies that demonstrate your income for tax purposes. You can write off against that is what it's called the expenses required to create that income. So, yeah, that's the mileage that you drive. That's um, you know the cell phone that you might need, things like that. Things that go into creating that income. And for some people, that's a uh, the home office deduction and and things of that nature. So, keep in mind because uh, one of the questions that you asked is if if there's like more deductions than the income or something of that nature. So keep in mind, that would be a business loss. Yeah. He said, mm -hmm. if I expensed all the tax liabilities, so he would... The tax liabilities. Yeah. So I think what he meant was if he just didn't, if he lost money, I mean, because it would yeah. not be expensing all the taxes to, to not pay taxes, you would have to expense all the income. Yeah. So keep in mind that if you get to a negative number, that's a business loss and you can deduct that uh, likely on your taxes. However, it's important to keep in mind that if you're running a business loss doing side hustles, that might not just be a phantom tax loss. That might actually mean that you are effectively setting yourself backwards with side hustles. And so that's important to keep in mind. And you might go, well, some of that is just the, you know, the mileage deduction that I'm taking via the IRS. Well, the mileage deduction is calculated based upon uh, the gas that's required and the insurance that's required and the wear and tear on your car. And so like it, they don't just kind of come up with a number and gift you a tax deduction. It, it's actually sort of a logical calculus that they go through. Now, it is an average, so that might not directly impact you. But just keep in mind that 
it's just not phantom. Uh, so if you're getting to the point where you are negative, just do the math on whether or not some of those side hustles particularly make sense for you. But you can. You you probably will not owe taxes on 100% of the amount that you're getting in income because you probably have something related to uh, you know, creating that income. And you either want to talk to a tax professional uh, or read the help section on TurboTax, I guess, if that's what you're doing, uh, to make sure that those deductions are, are within the allowability. I'll have to ask my accountant about that. <laughs> you, my friend, are being audited. Okay, so at the end of the year, uh, you're going to get a 1099 from those companies. This has been the hot topic debate, right? Are you contractors or are you employees? So you're right now, as it stands in most states, I think all states, even California, I think they um, upheld the contractor ability. You are a contractor for that business, and so you're setting your own hours. You're covering your own expenses, and so you are literally operating a business. It'd be no different that if you were um, you know, doing website design and you had very customers you would be getting uh, you know you would be submitting invoices you would be getting that you'd be getting revenue they may not submit a 1099 because they might think of you as as some other type of contractor uh, work uh, as far as a business vendor is concerned and they wouldn't com- give you the 1099 but in all intents and purposes these things that you're talking about you're going to get a 1099 at the end of the year now there's something that you have to understand with this first is yes you can deduct expenses against this and I won't rehash what Daniel already said but if you're then ultimately expensing out all the income so I think that's important because you said you specifically said and I wrote it down can I expense if I were to expense all the tax so what happens is let's say you're in $10,000 and you able you're able to you know over over the course of a year, you paid for your cell phone bill and you had your mileage deduction and whatever. You had to throw some other things in there that you had to, quote unquote, expense for this business. And you ended up expensing eight of the $10,000. So your net is $2,000. You would still owe tax on that $2,000. If you have a net $1 profit, you're going to still owe, owe tax on the $1 profit. So it's profit as opposed to income. And then ultimately, you're going to pay tax on that profit. Now, here's what's important to understand is that unless you've gone ahead and set up some other entity, which you, you know, if this is becoming a real deal and a real business, you might consider some sort of LLC or some kind of S corp, but ultimately you are going to be subject to what's called self-employment tax. And this is where a lot of people get into trouble, real trouble, because they don't account for this amount that's coming over and the amount that becomes over and above their ordinary income tax. So self-employment tax, pretty much you can calculate. And again, we're not CPAs and I'm not giving you, I'm just telling you, I've gone through this progression over the years. When I first started, I remember how this all works and so forth. And, and what you have to do is you theoretically need to say, okay, any dollar you're profiting, you pretty much want to consider 30% of that is going to be gone in some sort of taxes. Now, how did I get there? Okay. Well, right off the top, self-employment tax is right around a cumulative amount. I'm going to average up. I know it's not this exactly. Maybe Daniel could speak to this exactly, but I'm going to average up and say you need to account for about 15% in self-employment tax. I think it's like 12 something, right? What is, yeah, 15% what is, is a good 15%. Robbing. Now, what is that? Okay, that is you are self-employed getting 1099 income, but it is still subject to, self, uh, subject to Social Security and Medicare tax. 
That is not being paid by your employer. If you look at your payroll check from your employer, you're seeing your portions come out, and your employer is putting those in in, in the form of payroll taxes, which equal around 12 13% total of your income. You are responsible for that as an independent contractor. So that's how I come up with the 15%. So again, right off the bat, if you have $1,000 in net profit, $150 will be owed in SE tax, right? 15%. Now the problem is, is that $1,000 comes over onto your 1040, and your 1040 is your personal return. Now you do get a credit, a slight credit for the 15 or for the $150 you paid on the SE tax, but it still comes over. It's counted as ordinary income, and it could potentially bump up your income tax liability for the rest of your income that you've made. Like I took the wrong week to quit drinking. All right. I know I've opened a can of worms there, but I really... Now, you asked about a loss. So I want to kind of piggyback on what Daniel said. Well, first, let me finish this thought. First of all, many people start side hustles. They start making some really good money, and then they go, oh my gosh, I'm getting killed in taxes. And we see that a lot. And and it's it's somebody who started a hobby. I, I know somebody who kind of just started a blog. They started like, you know, taking photos. I don't know. They started whatever. They became an influencer. Next thing you know, they're making real money and, and they're going, okay, I'm getting killed in taxes. Like, and it's kind of foreign because again, it doesn't come on standard W2. It's a business. Well, there's some very simple, and these are not over. I'm not telling you to open an offshore account in the Caymans and high, no, they're very simple methodologies by which you can save a lot in taxes. You can set up a, a retirement account for yourself as a, as an independent contractor. You can you can put a lot of the profit there. Uh, you can you can ultimately potentially even start to pay yourself a wage, and you can save on taxes there. So as you grow in this, as you start to increase this side hustle, maybe it becomes a business, maybe it becomes a successful business, you definitely want to talk to an advisor and implement some of these things because I don't think anybody wants to pay the government more than they should be. I mean, it's just common sense. Sure. But the second thing is, is that if you, in fact, are expensing it such that you're losing money... Yes, some of that can be deducted over on your personal return. Not all of it. You got to talk to a tax uh, person or a CPA, or as Daniel said, read the whatever side print from TurboTax or something like that. Um, but ultimately, I think there you've got to take a, a long, hard look and say, is this legitimately helping me, or is this just a hobby? Right? I mean, is this a hobby where I actually lost money um, and I, it's kind of cash in, cash out? Now, I, I had a very interesting conversation with an Uber driver one time. I'll never forget this. Single mom. And I said, "Why? you know, how is this working? And she said, why well, lose money? And I said, well, why do you do it? She said, because I get paid today. She said, if I go out and do five rides, I get paid today. And I can put diapers on my kid. I can buy groceries today. So it's like an in- She viewed it. Now, very smart. I kept thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, you need a better job. Like, you need to yeah. be paid more. If, I w- if we had an office in that state, she would have worked for us. But anyways, she, she in her mind was like, it's an interest-free loan. I have an interest-free loan. If I have a job, then I have to wait two, maybe four weeks to get that pay for that amount that I'm doing. So if I'm short on cash, if I got to pay rent, if I got to go to the grocery store, I can go do rides all night long, get paid, put that money towards those bills, and I'm good to go. And that was, you know, again, she she made she made sense of it. So I think you have to take a long, hard look and say, is this in fact? progressing, I like the common theme from the last podcast, by the way, is this in fact progressing you towards your long-term goals or not? 
wow, we opened a can of book, uh, can of worms there. But it's a good good question because a lot a lot of people know how all this side hustle stuff will work and with tax wise, etc. I'm sorry, I have an itch in my ear. <laughs> just, We're really, on video. I know YouTube. I just it was killing me. Um, speaking of YouTube video, oh, that was a great question though. Uh, from Max, Max, Max from Washington State, located on the west coast of the U.S. Isn't that great? From Washington State, we get twenty five dollar Amazon gift card. So bravo for Max. Great question. Hope it was helpful. Uh, but speaking of video, we do have a YouTube channel, so Hit Up DIY Money. I'm excited about the things that are going to be happening there. We had a Logan uh, put a suggestion in the suggestion box. He said we should shoot some DIY uh, tribe stuff there. Uh, oh, you ask, what's the DIY tribe? Well, that's a Facebook group, over 500 large, all up in the DIY tribe. We'll be doing Trust Falls and Ropes Course next week. How's Insta going, Daniel? Virtually, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, it's virtually. It's on Facebook. It was a joke, Daniel. Oh. It was a joke. <laughs> Got it now. Thanks. Insta? Insta's going well. It's also online, uh, and there's lots of good stuff that you can follow along there, so check it out. Okay. All right, friends. Remember, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Understand the tax implications of all that you do, and do it for a very, very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.